and welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T.S. Sparides. And JP. And here we go. Season finale episode, final recap, playoffs. What a week. A lot of lacrosse, a lot of good lacrosse, a lot of some upsets, some not surprises, some controversy, some Twitter wars, complaining. Um, I I, want to dive into all of it. Um, But first, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Just got back from Milwaukee, Wisconsin after a good tournament with the 14 U's for 36. Um, got, got a nice solid win. So boys are feeling good going into blue ox for next week. Um, I hate Wisconsin traffic. I'm just going to say that. I thought, okay. I thought I, I had this written down. I didn't know if I was going to talk about it or not, but you brought it up. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it's kind of like complaining about refs and it's kind of complaining about the weatherman, you know, they're half, you know, or they're wrong half the time complaining about bad drivers i feel like like don't waste people's time but driving five hours i i I don't have patience for bad drivers in the left lane get out of my way let me go um i i just can't deal with it so that's my quick i'm just gonna throw it out there i feel bad wasting people's time uh because i feel like you know it's just but people on the road are just awful i will say this um don't go 120 miles an hour down 94. Like it's just not, it's just not a good idea. Even if you have a sweet car, you try it or what? No, I saw a lot of people do it. I did see two sweet looking sedans, like drafting off of each other going easily 120. That's cool. And like, part of me was like, that's kind of sick. But I'm also like, you know, there's other people out here. There's tracks you can go to just like, just chill out a little bit. Like that's just, if you're a kid listening to this, it's not that cool to go 120 through traffic. You know, I'm not condoning it in any place, but like, especially when there's traffic, don't go 120. That's the wrong time to do it. But that's enough about the traffic. Ted, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. I had some FOMO this weekend. Um, seeing you guys out there in Milwaukee uh, with the boys, the youth kids uh, getting that first tourney under. I mean, not only was it the first tourney of of the year, which is always exciting, but it was like the first tourney back from COVID tourneys. First post COVID. Like it, it, it was awesome. It was electric. Like who could get the biggest tent? Yeah. Um, tent like community. Like Our tent community, 36 tent community was electric. One of the best I've seen in my four years with 36. Yeah. Hands, like, I, everyone I brought a tent. I think everyone bought tents. Everyone yeah. has a tent now. So like a whole summer where like tents aren't allowed everybody went and bought a tent it's like with my five-year-old if i'm like you can't have ice cream the first thing and only thing she wants is ice cream right so they're like no tents you have to wear masks you can't hang out at the field the pendulum has like slingshotted the other way where people are like i hope we have an 8 a.m game and an 8 p.m game and i'm hanging out here all day yeah the coolers everyone's got a, a a sick cooler the thing we need the thing we need that I'm missing out on is the wagons. You know, if, if we're going to have the coolers, the tent, oh, yeah. the accessories, I need a wagon now. So yeah. uh, actually, this is my official request, uh, you know, to, to the boss, man. We need a Team 36 wagon. 36 wagon. All right. Uh, you do the legwork on where I buy that and how to get it designed. Sanmar probably has one. Okay. Um and we'll get it. Uh, we'll get it ordered. I'm gonna get a custom one. All right. So I just got the green light. You know, you, you might see a charge now come across. You know, your 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 notifications. Um, but I did expect that. But it was it was fun to to see you guys out there. You know, teams won a few, lost a few, which is good. You know, from a coaching perspective. I mean, yeah, we'd love to win every single game, but that's not going to help our kids get better. You know, we saw some decent competition, and we get right back at it again next weekend, which is cool. So. Um, yeah, you know, talking about the traffic too, like, especially after a a tournament weekend, when you're out in the sun, you know, coaching takes a lot out of you, you know, it's not a pleasure. It's not traveling for pleasure. It's a business trip for us. A lot of work, a lot of effort to make sure it's a good experience and that we're, we're, you know, bringing, bringing the energy to the sideline. 
you just want to get home. Like after that last game, you know, no matter what happens, it's just like, I, I want to just get home and, and relax. Like I put in a lot of effort this weekend. And then when you have storms and you have bad traffic or you have crazy drivers or flight delays or whatever, it always is, is rough, but you know, kind of to, to move on to what I think most people are, are here to listen to what a great year, uh, high school across, you know, after the missed season, it was, it was an awesome year where there was nobody really knew, uh, how that was going to go. And I think there was a lot, there were a lot of surprises this year. There were a lot of, um, like upsets and weird things happening through the season, you know, but it did come down to BSMPL. It was old faithful. It was, um, you know, the trust rises to the the top. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, I think it was a, a lot. I, I was hearing a lot of talk of like, oh, okay, boring. Like the same two, the rich get richer, right? The same two, the big public school versus the the big private school, right? But I kind of liked that if Benilde, you know, they find, you know, and hats off to Benilde um, for winning their championship. They have a fantastic team, but I, I kind of like that they, if they had to do it, they had to they had to take the belt from the defending champs, whether that was PL or not. Like I kind of like, okay, like not that it didn't it didn't count if they didn't play them, but it, it was nice to see like like those two teams get to run it back again. And and I think they were the two best teams, you know, late in the year. They were the two best teams. Yeah, yeah, it, it would have felt weird of... if they beat like a Lakeville North or a Chan for this for this title. I, I like that take. Yeah, you know, there's there a lot of hot stocks this year. You know, you, you, you had, you know, Jefferson who looked like a Bitcoin um, and then Bitcoin crashes. Jefferson crashed, you know, and, there, you know, there's some fake news going on. And, you know, there, there there's there's people who had good weeks and, um, you know, old faithful, like you said, you know, stick with the big guns. Invest in Apple. Invest in Microsoft. They'll they'll carry you the distance. Um, <laughs> yeah, you but- know, as I kind of looked back through the the playoffs, right, and what what it kind of separates Prior Lake and Benilde from the other really good teams that there were this year, I kind of felt like even when they didn't play perfect even when they didn't have all the pieces together, when a play had to get made, it was made. And that that's a championship team and that's a culture thing. And there's no surprise why those two programs have been in the state championship game three years in a row. Uh, it's like the big guns stepped up when they had to step up. And it's like, you know, they go back and look at the film and like, ah, oh, we maybe didn't do everything we wanted to do. But when that ground ball needed to get picked up to save the possession, they got it when, when a defensive stop had to be made, they got it. When, when it got to overtime and we had our chance, we finished. Um, and, and, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't watch much of the championship game due to just some conflicts 3 PM on a Saturday, not an ideal uh, state final time setup in Stillwater for me. Cause I don't live in the area. Uh, so unfortunately I couldn't really dive in. Um, I saw a little bit, but curious to, to hear what you guys thought of the game. You know, we don't have to dive into every quarter or anything like that, but just, you know, overall thoughts. My, my overall thought is I think it, after, I mean, it might not have necessarily been after that Chan loss for Benilde, but I, it, prior Lake was definitely the second best third, best, probably second best team. They're ranked third, probably the second best team though in the state this year, I think. It wasn't going to matter who stepped on that field with Benilde on Saturday afternoon. Like, they were on an absolute war path to this championship, I think, this year. After the losses in the last few years, I think the coaching staff and the team kind of felt like, you know, not that it was now or never, but, like, Benilde was feeling that pressure to get one done. And I think if it was Prior Lake, Chan Hassan, Lakeville North, like, whoever – of that, those top five teams, let's take STA out of that top five. We'll put Lakeville North in there, right? Whatever team 
got the opportunity to step on that field with Benilde on Saturday afternoon was going to get absolutely worked, right? Like, there's no – I like, it It wasn't anything Pryor could have done. I think Benilde was just going to inevitably blow out whoever they played in that championship game. I mean, there wasn't a section game. There wasn't a state playoff game that was even remotely close for Benilde. I mean, it seemed like the closest contest for a little bit was – the first quarter of the Moorhead game. And then they've put up, I think they put up at least like 15, 16 goals in every, every game. Well, not, maybe not against Stillwater, but they still work Stillwater in the semifinal. Like no game was close for Benilde and, and they just were inevitable this year. Like we've been talking about all year long. I think like we've been kind of reluctantly kind of leaning or like hinting at all year long. Benilde was just determined to win this one. And they were going to do it no matter who they played. And, Hats off to Prior Lake. Like I said, they truly were the second best team in the state this year, I think. But I mean, there's just nothing you can do. But Nil had 10 assisted goals of their 16 goals in that game. And you said it earlier when we were talking, Benilde is some of the best off-ball movement in the state. They probably have the best off-ball movement in the state. They've got some of the best players on almost every single position. They've got a coaching staff that knows what they're doing, knows what like they need to now do to win a state championship. I mean, it was just it was inevitable from, from the little bit that I saw Benilde's offense. And again, I, t- I talked to you guys a little bit about this. It seems like every team in the state is very isolation based. They let their big dogs get to the rack, maybe draw one slide, find the open guy finish, you know, not much to that. Benilde has guys moving everywhere into spots, shallow cuts, exchanges, backside fish hooks. They're doing all this stuff. They're changing their dodging angles. I'm, you know, they're just really, they're well coached. They have the talent to do it. I thought, thought it was a, you know, I, I saw a quarter. So I thought the first quarter was actually pretty good both, both ways. Um, but uh, after that, you know, I didn't see much of the game. PMAC, your thoughts. Um, you know, first uh, I'm going to give, I'm going to give my thoughts. Don't worry. Um, I know, I know JP had a tweet out, um, you know, he, he was tweeting during the game. I had my phone off all afternoon. Um, again, I'll, I'll explain everything here momentarily, but JP, you know, again, I, I want to give, you know, the, the listeners all angles, you know, what, what was, uh, what was the room like when we finally got to watch the game? How was I doing? How, how, you know, just, you know, you can touch on that and then I'll give my full recap. We, so we had games all day Saturday. So we actually were coaching when the game happened live. So we all were like, okay, no one check their phone. No one get on Twitter. No one do anything. Coaches are going to watch it live together. No one knows the results. And PMAC shows back up at the hotel like a kid in a freaking candy store was just ready to go. And you could feel it on the sidelines all day at, at the games too. He was fired up on a whole new level. Right. And we get in there. Laker and, pride, right. Yeah. And, and Laker, Laker pride Laker was pride, right? exuding from PMEC. Right. And we get in there fired up, ready to go close first quarter. And then it just went quickly downhill for PMEC. He was by no means was ever given up on his on his Lakers, right? That he was still holding on hope the entire game. We were giving him some some crap about it, um, but yeah, things were getting a little rough for PMAC there at the end. A little frustrated, you know. Emotion started to come out a little bit, but he stayed true to his team the entire way through. Was hyping the boys up through the TV screen. I think they might have actually been able to hear him with how loud he was getting with the game, um, but. Yeah, it, it was tough to see, folks. It was tough to see. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks, JP. Hey, I'm uh, being honest. You told me to give them a glimpse into uh, what the room was like, and that's that's what the people need. That's what the people want. Um, and I and I appreciate getting you know you giving that inside look and um, you know, vibes. It was a big vibe day, as you said. And um, you know, I'm gonna compare. I'm gonna compare Saturday to the blackjack table, you know, I'm at a winning blackjack table. You want me at your table. I'm, I, I'm a vibe guy and I, I'm the best guy at a black, at a winning blackjack table to be with. I will make sure the dealer is getting tips. I'm going to make sure you're having a good time. Dabs up all around the, the, the table, the casino there. Everyone's going to know 
we're winning and having a good time. You are even the guy that's going to sacrifice your hand. So the table every time, every time, every time, every by time. the book, every what single does time. the book but, say, but there's rules. And, and I'm glad you brought up the book. We didn't even, t- I, I have, I'm, thank you for bringing up the book. Okay. There's rules. There's rules to the blackjack table. Okay. And there's a song about it. You got to know when to walk away and you got to know when to run. You can't get greedy. You can't get greedy. And like you alluded to JP, I was buzzing. I was having a day. My U 13s, three and all. Okay. Three and all. So the table's hot. All right. And everyone knows the table's hot because I'm letting everybody know. And I'm, again, I'm tipping the dealer. I'm bringing people with me. We're all winning. We're all winning. The dealer is going to be happy going home with huge tips. Okay. But you can't get greedy. And uh, I may have ran into a Blanton's bottle. Okay. I should have known. No, don't get greedy. Right. I've got the, I've, I've got the treats for the coaches. Okay. I, I don't need a Blanton's bottle right now. Right. That, that's dealer showing 16. I have an eight. I don't need to double down on this eight. No, just take the hit, take the two, then the 10, 20, Boom, you're going to win the hand, dealer, no, okay? I doubled. I tried to double, and 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 the vibe of the table just sw- – I ruined the table. I ruined the day. Um, extreme ownership. I – and the reason prior like lost. I wrecked the table. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Laker fans. I uh, – that loss is on me. So wow. we're going to get better. We're going to get better. We're going to learn from this. Um. And we're going to be right back. We are going to be right back approximately June 15th, give or take a couple of days. I don't know. Haven't looked that far ahead. We're going to be right back. And guess what? I hope Benilde's there too. I hope Benilde's there too. There's a sour taste in my mouth and a lot of other mouths. And you know how I know, I know for a fact they'll be back because I turned my phone on after the game. And uh, I already had messages asking when training starts. When is their training from prior Lake Lakers <laughs> that are going to be back? So I'm not going to name names, but I there's a sour taste in people's mouths. I, I'm happy that you touched on, you know, prior Lake will be back. Right. And I love it. I love the I love the all in with the Lakers. But I do want to before we move on to the girls. Uh, dominant girls performance by the Lakers in the girls tournament. But before we go to them, um, a lot of these teams in the state tournament return a lot of guys. We could see a lot of the same teams next year. Um, And I'm really excited because now they're not going to be learning how to play lacrosse again for the first month of the season. They they, like, they're going to just get back to normal. We're going to be coming in. Hockey's not going until may 12th or whatever it was you know they're not going to move the season to the summer and then back to the spring and then the summer and the spring and the summer and the fall and the spring right it's just going to be regular again and you got chanhassen you know disappointing loss in the quarterfinals i think they lose one starter you have go ahead yeah i've got a couple of things to say on on a couple of programs and I guess you already named it in the squad. So, you know what? I'm just going to call them out. I'm going to call them out. I'm, I'm, you got it. And I, and I was going to actually touch on this topic about, about our teams being good winners and losers. Okay. Teams calling out refs for why you lose. Tough luck. Uh, tough. Te- teams calling out the state for who their quarterfinal matchup is. Soft. Soft. Figure it out. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, continue yeah. to. Uh, yeah. And I don't know when, if, if, and when we're going to get, get into that. I don't know if, if we, I if think we, that covered it. I think I, I think I, I think I got uh, it, but you know, okay. So you got Chan Hassan, uh, a lot of guys returning that were con- big contributors this year. Um, you know, they lose tier, but uh, other than that, I think they get everybody back. Uh, Lakeville North. They, they have a lot of guys coming back. Yes. They lose a couple, but they have a, great group of eighth graders that are going to be ninth graders. You have prior Lake who 
lose some defense. I think a couple of their seniors are on, you know, defensive guys, but they have a lot of offense returning. Um, you have STA has a lot of young guys that are going to be back. I don't know much about Stillwater. I apologize. <laughs> um, and I don't know much about Chisago and Moorhead. Uh, and who am I, who else am I missing? I don't even know, but, um, Benilde. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But Yeah. So that, that was going to be my last, they lose the heart and soul of their team. I think their big guns, uh, you know, Patty Burns, Jackson, Leishow, their captains. Um, but they have a lot of young players, you know, they have guys in the pipeline. I don't know if they're, I, I don't know if they're going to have that same energy because I think, I think they were kind of a team of destiny this year as JP uh, realized because Jackson uh, Dowden, Jackson Leishow, Patty Burns were all freshmen on that first. Actually, I think they played as eighth graders on that first state championship game loss to Egan. So they've just had heartbreak after heartbreak got gotten so close that they were not going to be denied this year. And when you, you know, obviously lose their talent is, is one thing, you know, they can probably replace some of the talent, but it's that leadership and that just that aura of these guys that are like, this is our year. So I'm going to be interested to see how Benilde rebounds. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't expect them to be a bad team next year. That's for sure. I think the uh, talking about young guys, I think the sophomore class throughout the entire state could be one of the best grades to ever play lacrosse in the state of Minnesota. I mean, I, next year, right? The 23s. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, every single team had multiple sophomores starting on their varsity squads, guys that were putting up numbers on all ends of the field. Like I, I really do think that sophomore class is going to be very special. You're going to see a lot of big commits out of it. You're going to see a lot of guys, you know, stepping up and carrying their teams even next year as the younger guys still. Um, but just the names that I've heard from multiple teams that, you know, it's too many to get into, but I just, I really think that sophomore class could really kind of set the tone for the future of Minnesota lacrosse. And like, that could be the first time we really see like across the state, true lacrosse athletes at every school that are totally bought into the sport, totally bought into their schools and really elevate. I mean, the, the, level of Minnesota, like talent in Minnesota lacrosse right now is very high, but I think that sophomore class could bring us up to the next level on a national stage. And I'm really excited to see where they're all going to go. Um, also, I'm going to touch on this. And I'm going to, hopefully it's more of a challenge to prior Lake. Tell you what, boys I've had multiple championship losses it's really easy the night of the morning after to say, I'm pissed off. I'm ready to go to work tomorrow. When's the first practice, right? You got to get through this summer come fall ball. Once you start getting mad about those early morning lifts and those meetings again, right? That's when it's really going to matter and how mad you're about mad you are about that loss. That's when it's going to get really important, right? So it's easy to say this stuff now, but let's hope there's still these texts going on come fall ball and start of the year, right? I, I think these guys are motivated. They're, they're able to do it. Right. But, you know, we got 12 months to the next championship game. It's a, that's a long time to stay motivated for and see if they can do it. I ain't worried about that. I also I have to say one thing, too. Um, you know, as we've done this, you know, we've kind of, this thing is kind of taken on a life of its own. Right. This whole podcast, we've gotten parents involved, coaches. It's like it's really sprung. And, and we have like DTA troll nation now uh, headed by a few Twitter accounts, which has been great. I do want to, and, and somebody was like, Oh, you know, why do you guys get on certain teams more than others? And, and it's like, we tease the teams that we respect, but like that can handle the criticism, right? Like we give crap to Benilde because we know they're a good team and they can handle it. Right. That we're not picking on a team. That's a first year program that lost every game being like, these guys are bad. Like, we're just calling Benilde bad because, or we say that they, you know, they don't have, they're soft or whatever. Cause we know, we know that's not true. It, it's, it's just a way to tease. It's a term of endearment in a way. Uh, you know, obviously PMAC has to, he's anti private school. He's anti Benilde, right? Because, you know, his Lakers has, have had their number, right? He's got to continue that trend. But, um, 
I think it's like people have to realize that that we're we're gonna kind of give crap to the teams that can handle it, that have the thick skin, that know that we, they can back it up. But I want to shout out one team that we shout out a lot on this show because of thirty six buys, Chanhassen Storm. Maybe didn't end the way they wanted to, but thank you for beating Vanilled so we don't have to see perfect season on every social media post for the next nine months, right? Mm-hmm. Scarlet Knights, hell of a team. Deserve the state championship. One of the best offenses I've seen in a long time. Respect their coaching staff, friends of mine, but I don't know if I wanted to see perfect season all summer long, right? Well, actually, no, no. I don't really care. Uh, yeah, I have to spend a lot of time with PMAC and I don't think he wanted to see that because then I'd have to hear about it. Yeah. So yeah. thank you to the Chan Aston storm for finding a way. I don't know if there were injuries, whatever refs you blame what you want to blame, but they did have a blemish on their record. I don't think Ted or I could have handled PMAC not being able to handle that all year long. <laughs> that would have been tough. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it makes me feel a half a percent better. Yeah, there you go. A half a percent better. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm still I'm, – I'm, I'm just going to call myself the Frankie Borelli of the Lakers for those who know Frankie Borelli. So, I'm just going to – you know, that's me moving forward for the Lakers. Um, so, I – it makes me feel a little bit better maybe. <laughs> I, it, but it's pretty unnoticeable. At, at this moment uh moving on to the girls um wagon honestly wagon. Yeah, this has got to make you feel many percentages better yeah well hey two different days two different conversations <laughs> keep it coming keep it coming. Lake, uh back to back i mean unbelievable run i they you know it's funny how the team that I think had them on the ropes the most was Blake in the section semis, to be honest. Maybe Edina maybe had a For couple of yeah. lead too, but. Edina, yeah. Edina was good. Hey, they had a lot of comeback kind of wins. Um, Lakeville South championship game was up two yeah. or three nothing. Yeah. Um, so Lakeville South came out punching. Um, Benil did nothing. Um, Benilde again, I, you know what? I am going to crap on them because they're Benilde. <laughs> Benilde's quote again, another cringy quote, or there had another cringy thing this week. Benilde's like, Oh, yeah, if we didn't spot them eight goals to start the game, you know, it, it was 18 10. You know, after I'm like, Are you kidding? Like, that's like saying if they didn't score come more on, goals Benilde. than us, we would have won. Like, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, come on, Benilde. They let's. Private school education, maybe start using it, you know, with the media. Let's go. Be better. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, there was a lot of cringy stuff. I get people are competitive and, and you know, they want to see their teams win and stuff. And and we've all said stuff we don't mean or we, you know, we aren't proud of. But um, yeah, there were some weird ones this week. But uh, you know, back to the girls, prior lake dominant performance, won every game by eight or more in the state tournament like the quote unquote best eight teams. Right. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, maybe they had a little bit of a lead, but just pulled away weapons all over the field. Defense was locked down. Um, you know, just the ability to go on runs, their big time players were, were dominating in every game. Um, you know, just an unbelievable run for them. And, you know, we talked about that section final game kind of being the state championship game. I think we got, a little bit of heat for that being like, well, what do you, anyway. I, I don't, I don't know if we did, maybe I'm manufacturing that in my head, but I, I think okay. at, at one point in the season, we were getting kind of, I don't want to say chirped, but called out for saying, well, Hey, why don't you notice any of the other teams around the state? And it's like, it's not going to matter. Like it's Edina and prior Lake were on another level and prior Lake just proved it. They got through Edina and nobody was even close in the state tournament. Um, you know, we talk about the north of 394 teams. Great teams. You know, solid group of gals, I'm sure. Hey, Buffalo uh, Bison Boulevard, baby. I'm, I'm all over you. But that doesn't girl. mean that doesn't mean you're a top five team. Like you might dominate your area. That doesn't mean you're a top five team. We have and, to be and I think we're in this in the state tournament. Um, you know, it kind of came down to one versus two. 
you know, was it, it and, and it looked like South maybe punched first in that game. But again, just the depth and the weapons that prior Lake girls had this year. Um, and it was just, it was a masterful run. I mean, I don't have any much else to say. I can't really give X's and O's analysis because I don't know the game well enough, but from a, a layman that was watching, it just looked like bigger, faster, stronger, better across the board. I mean, it's another case of just an inevitable force moving through everybody, right? I mean, I don't think there's ever a true doubt in anybody's mind that Prior Lake was at least on the path towards getting to that state championship game, if not winning it, right? I mean, I think no one's really surprised to see Prior Lake win it again. And I also think this team is like just loves to get punched in the mouth square up on the jaw in the first five minutes of the game and be like, all right, now it's my turn to hit you back and hit you back even harder. Because I mean, we've seen that multiple times they go down or they're in a tightly contested, like first half and then boom, nine goals from prior Lake and the whole game has changed. Right. And that happened, that happened in this game, right? They're down three to zero. Their coach was talking about making adjustments, double teaming the ball a little bit more, which seems to be kind of the Laker defensive MO from coaching with PMAC for the last few years. They start doubling the ball, get a quick turnover and a goal, and then that changed the entire game, right? And then they go up nine goals and then are flirting with even running time in a championship game. I mean, it's just like the boys' side, right? It was who wants to just go lose to Prior Lake in the championship because there's no one out there that can stop them. And I'm sure you can put up for debate who could have and should have been playing in that game with them, whatever you want to say, right? But again, it wasn't going to matter prior Lake was going to be there and prior Lake was going to dominate whoever they saw on that field. And we saw it happen throughout the entire state tournament. And I, I would welcome anybody on Twitter tomorrow to come and try and prove, like say otherwise, but there wasn't anybody out there that could have beaten them. Maybe a Dinah. And I know we got chirped for saying that was a state championship in the section final, but I mean, honestly, who else out there could have given them a good run for their money. And even a Dinah couldn't even really do that. So again, I think we had two cases of just, an inevitable outcome that we're just going to see who got in there, who wanted to try and stand in their way and just get run over. And, you know, it hats off to prior Lake. That's, that's a hell of a season, hell of a game. I mean, I was thinking about this actually earlier, uh, earlier today, like it's weird to see a blowout in a championship game because you can think of it as kind of like two ways. You got to think of it as a team that lost shouldn't have been there. Right. And there's somebody better out there to play them. Or you can think of it as, you know, that team that won was just an all out dominating force. And I think for both, both sides of the, of the boys and girls uh, tournaments, it was just like an absolutely dominant team that was going to beat anybody that they played. That's a really good point actually. Cause if you look at some of the other games, right? Like Lakeville North had tight games with Chan, right? It was, that was like a one, two goal game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Chan was up by one going into the third quarter. Ended up maybe a four goal win. Oh yeah, uh, and then a one way at the end. But then Lake overtime. Lake was overtime. And then um, the third place game was ten to nine, Stillwater Lakeville. So that was battle. And then on the girls' side, um, that Rosemount Lakeville South semifinal was a heck of a game. Rosemount, it was back. It was seesaw back and forth. Rosemont was gritty. They've got a couple of nice players. They kept battling back. Uh, South won by one. And um, both South and Rosemont have been dominant all year against everybody but Prior Lake. So that is a, that is a great, um, a great observation. And um, yeah, I mean, you just have some years like that where just one team is just, they're just that much better. They're just loaded, you know, and, and PL, PL girls are, are, are the defending champs. So they have, you know, they have the belt in their possession and, and you know, you're going to have to pry it from their cold, dead hands to get it back. And Benil knew that was going to happen against the prior Lake boys be like, if we want the belt, you now we're going to have to take it from them. You know, we can't let anybody do our dirty work and we better come out and be unbelievable uh, and they, and they did that. So I think, yeah, I think it was, it was cool. Um, you know, a pretty good atmosphere at Stillwater. I, it wasn't great. Um, as nice far as facilities, um, concessions, not, not even like the facilities or the concessions or like the infrastructure, but 
I, I was hoping to see more fans there. Um, Some games were dead. I think it was city by city. I don't know about the final. Maybe the final was packed. I don't know. But I know, like, again, a Tuesday at 11 a.m., you know, people got to work, right? So, like, it's – and if you don't live in the area, it's a big investment of time to get out there. Um, I'm sure more people are streaming, right? Streaming's yep, – I, I mean, that's what I, I'm the bigger lacrosse fan than anybody, right? And and I, I was like, I have to stream. I can't invest the time to go out there, you know, this year. Um, but – Overall, you know, a really good, a really good year. I wanted to ask you guys, and I, I was going to, I was debating if I was going to let you, if I was going to preload this question for you so you could think about it, but I think I want to catch you off guard. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite moment of the year? Favorite moment, uh, a favorite moment of, of the year. I, I have a couple that come to mind, but I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Good question. Uh, I mean, like one a, of them has to be the Champanil game regardless of what fan you are of which team or how you feel about each team, that's just a hell of a game early in the season that really kind of changed the tone of the standings. And it's an overtime game. So, you know, you don't really know what to think about either team. It's not like one blew out the other and everyone's opinions changed on the other team. But I mean, that has to definitely be up in the top five, if not top three, um, at least for the boys side. Uh, I loved that Lakeville North. Uh, overtime uh, goal um, by Prior Lake. Um, the another one, uh, probably the two biggest for me, because I, you know, my sister was playing the Adina game, right? Get, like getting over that hump, and then obviously, right, the the, the ending. Um, you know, just for me, um, just having being able to watch my sister do that was really cool. Yeah, I think that actually that section final, having it be a Dinah prior lake on both the boys and girls side, yeah, having both games time. be at a Dinah, like that's an electric factory unlike any other. I mean, that's just a cool moment for the state of Minnesota lacrosse. Like that's that's just awesome. Yeah, uh, I have a two that come to mind uh, and, and you guys will probably both, you know, jump on board with this. The, the STA Cretan game at St. Thomas, where every student from both schools was, was there. You had the cannon that you were firing off after every goal. It was packed in there. It's a fantastic stadium. Probably the best place in, in Minnesota to watch. You know, uh, I was talking to Coach Horn about this, and he's like, yeah, I love St. Thomas Academy. It's an awesome, just an awesome setup, right? Uh, but there are a lot of people there it was a rival. It's a school rivalry. So like, we don't care about lacrosse. We just care about beating the other team. So we're going to show up and like every goal was an eruption of fans. And it like, it was the first time where I was like, Oh, like fans are back in the stands now. So that was a cool moment for me because I, really? I went to that game. Right. So I was like in the stands. It really quick on that one. So our head coach is like a straight lace by the book, like, really does everything right and is very much so like a polite, like polite's probably the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Like a polite kind of not going to do anything that's outlandish and kind of that kind of coach. And so we score one of our goals and our, the, the player that scored runs over to the student section and does some like Sally to the, the student section, student sections going off. They're playing music in the student section during the game. Cannon goes off and there's smoke everywhere. It's filling the stadium the student section has pop smoke playing the kids selling and our head coach turns around to our other coach and goes, where the hell are we right now? Cause he was just so overwhelmed by what was going on. I, I, I think that was probably one of the best games you could have gone to not from a lacrosse perspective. Although if you're an SDA fan, it was a pretty sweet win. Cause we kind of dominated. Right. But just, you don't see a lacrosse game like that anywhere. Midwest, East coast, I, West I, coast. I, like, not in Minnesota for sure. And what was cool about that game is SCA came out looking like they were the state champs. I mean, I was just ready to give them the trophy, but Creighton battled back, yeah, fed off their away student section that traveled to the game, and it just became this crazy thing. Uh, so that was an awesome moment. I think probably the best moment, it, 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 it maybe isn't like a specific moment, but just thing that happened was Moorhead making the state tournament. Yeah. 
year. Uh, you know, everybody had, there's a lot of talk about section seven and eight being weak sections and blah, 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 but somebody still has to win those. Right. And, yep. Yep. and in section eight, the one didn't win it. The two didn't win it. The three didn't win it. The number four underdog Moorhead spuds go through the section and they win it, which is amazing in and of itself. But for those three or four days, lacrosse was on the map in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. like all around, like everybody was like Moorhead, Moorhead. Right. And you know, granted they have to go in and play Benilde and it just, it's kind of like, Oh crap. Like, you know, sorry, <laughs> but they were all in, they knew it. Right. They gave their best effort. They said, they're going to be back. I think they're going to be back. Uh, but. Oh, they're a wagon for yeah. the rest of time. Like they, they're going to own that, that whole community like adopted this in like the best way. They, they were, they were confident, but not like delusional. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And they were like, they were pumped enough where it started to draw attention to it. And it like, it was a sweet storyline that we've never had in Minnesota. And we talked about it back three episodes ago saying, Hey, if we can get Duluth or Moorhead here, it's going to change the game. And it really did. And, and it was so cool to see, you know, they're, they're in, they're engaging on social media, the lack shack, the Moorhead Twitter, Twitter of the best Twitter of the year. Give them the trophy, no nominees. I'm just, that's an executive decision, mm-hmm. but they're, they're great. Um, but that was one of my favorite moments. Cause I think it sort of changed the dynamic of Minnesota lacrosse, the state tournament in a nutshell. And, and it was like, we just needed a catalyst and, and Moorhead was that it was like, we, they almost said we have to win this section so we can do this for everybody else. That's kind of the vibe I got. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you grow the game. Like get new areas to like get into it, like get into the hype. And, and, and I, um, I wish you could track this and I don't think there is any, I mean, maybe there is a way, but like how many more kids are going to play lacrosse in Moorhead now? Like starting, you know, starting in the next couple of years being like, I didn't know what it was until I saw it on the, you know, the channel five news when that high school team made their run in 2021 and I was four. Now I'm six and I want to play. I'll be interested to see if they get a spike of like, you know, um, of registrations because now that it was exposed. Right. And, and hundred percent they will. I can play hockey and be all in on hockey because that's what we do here, but I can play lacrosse too. I don't have to play baseball or track and field. There's another game in town. Yeah. I though The boys on that team should be really proud of what they did because I think you're right. I think they're going to have like a, a much, a very long lasting impact on that community. And I mean, on paper, right. They went to state and to most teams that's, you know, it's some whatever. Right. But like they, they got that entire town behind them for a lacrosse game. Like who would have thought Moorhead, Minnesota would have been one of the most hyped cities in the state for a lacrosse game. And that's, that's unreal. That's something they should like, seriously, they should be very, very proud of and know that they're going to have a, like a lifelong impact on that community and that program for what they did. Um, another really cool moment with Moorhead um, is we, they were playing in the game after us, uh, after STA lost and we're walking by them as they're doing their warmups. And I was like, hey, good luck, boys. Down the alley's rooting for you. And, like, five of their guys just started going nuts. They're like, yeah, boys, like, let's go. Like, I was like, that's cool because Moorhead kids know about us. And I don't know if they recognized me or my voice because my voice was so different that week. Right. But it's just cool to know that, you know, people know about us and they, they see that we're talking about them and they know that we care about them. So that was really sweet. Um, one of my last, like, really cool moments of the year Kind of similar lines with Moorhead. We went down and played Northfield this year in a, a regular season game. And um, so my grandpa grew up in Northfield, and I've never been there before. Um, never knew my grandpa, like, you know, but it was cool to be down there and, like, kind of feel a connection with him and feel what was going on. And then all of a sudden, like, we're in warm-ups, stands a little thin, like, what kind of was I expecting? And then all of a sudden, it seemed like the entire town of Northfield came out of nowhere and they were all packing up the stands, yelling the entire time. I saw cowboy hats in every row and every section. Like, and they were just all in it for their boys because it was just like, hey, it's Northfield. We got their backs no matter what sport it is. And it's especially cool to see them backing up lacrosse like that. You know, I didn't hear a single fan yell something that was correct about the game, but that doesn't matter. They're out there supporting their boys. And like, 
no, not taking away anything from Northfield as a team, right? They, they were a very good team and they beat us fair and square. But I also think that their home fans were a huge reason why they were able to, you know, pull off the win like that. And again, I'm not trying to like take away any credit from them, but like that home crowd was all in on their team and they carried them through that entire game. And I'm sure they carry them through every other game that they play in because they just care about their boys and they care about their schools. And it was just cool to see again, another small town where you would think no one even knows what the word lacrosse is, let alone coming out, selling out the bleachers and backing everybody up for the entire game. That was, that was really cool to see. Moorhead, like their whole lacrosse program follows us on social media. So confirmed they listen to the podcast. Um, I've confirmed we're getting the coach. The coach wants to come on. So speaking of that, Moorhead, yep, we're going to get you on the podcast. Um, prior like girls across, you're officially invited. And unfortunately, uh, the BSM coaching staff is re-invited back on. We'd like to have you on. I, you guys, Would you like um, to have them on or will you just have them on? <laughs> I will just have them on. You guys would like to have them on. I would like to have them on. I, I we said it. It's fair and square. We said it. We put oh, the offer out. So of course, of course, of course. Um, no, and they they were they were a great interview before. Um, and so it'll be it'll be great to have hopefully hopefully all three of their staffs on. Hey, and you know what? Uh, this will probably come up, but Coach Horn has a rec tech as well. Not a big deal. So. At, you're you're more like the BSM staff than you think. I think you are. So, or are they more like me? And maybe they're more like you. Maybe they're more like you. I think they're following me. All right, that's <laughs> probably true. You had a rec tech for a while. Yeah, and I, I don't know how long uh, how long uh, Rob's had his, but I bet uh, he's had not, it longer. Not as long as I've had mine. Let's just say this: you're more similar than you are different. <laughs> <laughs> oh man his internet's gonna go out he's just gonna throw his computer across the uh across the room here <laughs> next question um i don't have any other questions okay questions. um one last thing i want to get into i saw somebody tweeted about the Stillwater facilities and how nice they were and all that i agree Stillwater did have a nice feel to it. The field was new. Turf was all right. It was a little thin, a little bouncy, but it had the green pellets in it. So the temperature was not nearly as bad as it normally gets on the black pellet turf. Locker rooms were good. They're willing to give us all their space. They've got all those fields out there. It's a great place to warm up. It's a great place to develop a youth program. I feel like there's a butt coming. There is a big one. I saw a tweet that said that Stillwater was a great neutral site location. And there's a, a multitude of things that are wrong with that. Number one, and I said it last week, it is not a neutral site. And the, uh, the person that tweeted it, I, I think may have been a Lakeville North fan. I'm not sure. So you had to play the team in your third place game. I think it was right at their home field. That is not a neutral site. And second, Stillwater is 20 minutes further east than the closest school to them being STA. Chan Hassan and Prior Lake had to drive almost an hour to get out there. Hey, don't I don't even, care. Hey, what don't about my more, what about my spuds? My exactly. spuds have a bus down here. Exactly. They should have exactly. taken a plane. It the is not. They should have given them a plane. That, Give them a PJ. I, I wanted to tweet back at this person, but I want them to hear it live and hear it coming from my own voice. That was that could not have been further from a neutral site location. All right, we need to go to TC. It needs to happen. I don't know who needs to give me the email, the phone number to the right person, but if somebody out there has it, I will contact them. I will lead the charge. We need to get at TCO as soon as possible because you I think it's just going to be great. It was at Stillwater. You should have been happy. They, they're I, If you host the state tournament, you don't win the state tournament. You're jinxed. Okay? And you couldn't, even beat, you couldn't even beat a jinx team. Couldn't even, beat couldn't a even win. Team. Yeah. They couldn't even win third place because they're jinx. I just got to chirp them because I got to chirp them because they beat us. So, <laughs> yeah, they're jinx. You should you should love somebody else hosting the tournament that's in the tournament because then the one team scratched off. They're not winning the tournament. Your odds just got better. 
Rumor has it we were in the running for hosting it at STA, and I tell you what, I am so happy we did not host it and end our season like that at home. That would have been, whew, that would have sucked. <laughs> great play, great stadium, but uh, yeah, you know, it's tough, like because you know, outside of a three or four places, everybody's gonna have a. I mean, like you could potentially have a home team at any stadium, right? Um, aside from a few, uh, and and especially where. You know, is TCO gonna give the field to the state high school league for the lacrosse tournament? Then it's like, but know. they've done they've done high school games there before, so it must be yeah. somewhat and, and I, affordable, I like maybe not affordable, but like maybe it. I guess I haven't looked into it, but like it might be I feel, something that it could be afforded. I kind of feel though, like all the things that people didn't like about Chan Chaska hosting it, you basically just did the mirror of that like the reverse of that like you have like it, it's what was the issue with chanchaska there's two they just two. like you're being you're being fa- you're favoring like the it's so far like ch- west right so like chan and chaska is to minneapolis st paul to the west sure, as Stillwater sure. is to the east Got right so yeah all like you know if Stillwater better concessions at chan and chaska though <laughs> that they do do a good job there. Um, I did love at Chanchaska that both schools represented. So you could have like, you could have games going on at the same time to uh, within a half mile, but having only one field this year forced the boys and girls to play on different days. I kind of liked that. Cause then I was like, I can watch boys on one day, girls on another day. Uh, and it, I didn't really think that the three days in a row back to back to back was, was, you know, uh, ideal for the, for the girls. Maybe they could have gone Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the boys could have gone Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday or something. But um, I, I kind of liked it was on different days and, and they both got their own day. To, and then like all the semis were on the same day kind of thing. Uh, but I agree. It would be cool to have a neutral site that, you know, you could maybe do it at a college yeah. somewhere like uh, Concordia, St. Paul would be a cool place. UST, uh, UST, uh, you know, something like that. A small division three college that has a stadium, you know, has infrastructure to stream the games, but it isn't somebody's home field. And most of the small division three schools are in Minneapolis and St. Paul proper. So you're kind of centrally located aside from Moorhead and Duluth. They're going to have to travel no matter <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I, yeah, I think, um, I did hear that there was, um, you know, an issue with, there was no backstops behind the goals and, and somebody got smoked with a shot when they walked into the stadium, they were walking in like, you know, on that end of the stadium and a game was going on and someone took a shot and the ball hit them right in the face and they, they got, had to go to hospital and stuff. So uh, that that's a liability, you know, hopefully they can, make sure to fix those things in the future. Um, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, uh, there's not much else to add. I think, you know, it was, it was a, a great year and it, you know, I think future podcasts, we can, we can go on and talk about our way too early top eight, eight grade eight or whatever we want to do. Um, you know, again, congratulations to the Benilde boys, the prior late girls, um, you know, great run for both teams and, and hats off to all the teams that made the state tournament this year. A lot of new teams on both sides that were first time state tournament participants, which made things exciting. So um, I'm excited for, you know, a good summer and and everybody's going to be playing, getting better. And then, you know, we're back at it again in the fall. And then, um, you know, hopefully we can build the excitement going into spring of next year. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think regard like whether you won the state title this year or you didn't win a single game this year, I think everybody that played lacrosse this year or coached lacrosse or was involved in it in any way deserves so much credit because I think people are kind of forgetting that this season wasn't even a for sure thing like late this winter, right? People were really unsure of what was going to happen. People didn't know if they were going to get shut down two weeks into the year, you know, or if it's going to get canceled halfway through the year, right? And I know there were some ups and downs with some teams and some COVID protocols at the beginning of the year, but for the most part, everybody battled through what was a pretty shitty situation. And 
came out of it with a full season, came out of it with, you know, what was the team that should have won, won both state championships. You know, I and I think everybody that was involved in this season, whether it was a little bit or a lot, deserves a lot of credit for getting through what was not really the easiest season and probably one of the hardest seasons to pull together, um, given everything that was going on around us, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm glad we can move on and get back into a nor- more normal kind of setting, obviously. But still, I mean, like I said, we were talking about even on the podcast that we weren't sure if you got to play every practice and game, like it's going to be your last cause you could get shut down. And I didn't really hear, I heard of some teams getting shut down for a week or two early on, but no one got shut down. I think permanently, I might be wrong on that, but again, like everybody deserves the utmost amount of credit, whether you won it all or barely even didn't even win a game. I mean, that's, that's a lot to, to get through and hats off to everybody for doing that. Yeah. I definitely didn't hear about COVID shutdowns as much as I thought I was going to. Um, like you said, early on, there may have been one or two teams that, that had to cancel a game or something. Um, but outside of that, like it was pretty much business as usual, you know, with, with obviously the, the coaches and the officials and the players had to, you know, jump through more hoops and there's more protocols. But as far as like teams weren't like, Oh, they won their section, but they can't go to the state tournament because of COVID. Like what happened with Hill Murray hockey uh, and Hermantown hockey. So, um, yeah, yeah. Hats off to everybody. And, um, you know, it feels, it feels weird that it's over. Uh, we appreciate all the listeners. Uh, you know, I want to say thank you to obviously DTA troll nation. Cause I think that's been great. Just, it's been a lot of fun, you know, just getting after it with people online and, and, you know, bringing more awareness to, to lacrosse. But I do want to say thank you to that person back in like April that put that negative review on our podcast. I think because without that, I would have never overreacted and put that on my social media. And then it would have never spot like spurred the whole rant that ended up PMAC saying, create a burner account and start chilling us. I'm going to come in after you. And then this whole community sort of formed. And it all happened at like with like a really true, like kind of bad review. Like, I don't think it was somebody trolling. I think somebody was like, these people talk about Benilde and Prior Lake way too much. And it's like, hey, look what happened, buddy. You know, like, but I think it also made us better though, too. Cause yeah, I think so. I I really no, I absolutely did because I was like, what what you're coming after me. I know everything. Right. But we did, <laughs> right. We didn't know everything. And it, I think it brought awareness to our podcast, which then brought more people talking to us about their area, right. Yep. Or their team. I, I, we have our sources. Now you have, I, I got my yeah. sources. I don't know who you guys talk to, but I know I've talked to other people in other areas, especially on the girls side. And it's kind of, so it's kind of funny how <laughs> kind of, what was sort of made me mad at first was sort of the, the stepping stone to, I think, again, like you said, us getting better and being more um, doing a little bit more research, understanding lacrosse at a, a greater scale, as far as like, who's who, what's what, um, which then helps bring in more listeners and helps engage the community. And that's, at the end of the day, again, like we like to raz teams and we like to get on people's cases and, and have our good time. Right. And have our bits, but we do want to create exposure for Minnesota lacrosse. We want people to listen because we want people to follow the sport because just like we talked about at the state tournament or at that STA Cretan game, the more people that come and watch and care, the more fun it is for all of us, the players, the coaches, the fans, the parents, like that's what makes high school hockey in Minnesota so great or high school football. So great is because people care about it in the community and it becomes real and it becomes this really big deal. You know, I hope that lacrosse gets to that point and that's kind of what we're trying to do. And without our stick, without our bits, you know, it wouldn't be entertaining to listen to and nobody would get mad enough to listen, to call us out on Twitter. So there's a little bit of that, you know, and and it's genuine, you know, PMAC is a prior Lake Laker and he's going to die with them, live with them, die with them. And he hates Benilde. 
and that's okay. Um, uh, and that, that makes it great because I think a lot of our burner accounts that we have are benilled parents and they get, after <laughs> them, and, and there's a mutual respect, even though we like to chirp each other. Right. Uh, Absolutely. So, and like, we like to go after that guy. That's like, do you guys ever come North of 394 and watch lacrosse? And it's like, no, actually we don't because there's no reason to. Right. Um, and I, obviously we're joking, but like, we don't go up there and he called us out on that. And then we got to be like, Hey, like, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't get the job done the state tournament and that will put a chip on their shoulder and they're going to be back next year and they'll probably be better, you know, and, and we'll be better of like watching those teams a little bit closer. And we also found our two North. Well, I found my two North communities and that's Bison Boulevard. I'm going to be rooting them on till I die. And Moorhead, I think, is down the alley family. Spud Wagon. Spud they're, Wagon. They're part of the down the alley family. And uh, so I'm, I'm all in on them as well. Um, but also, to kind of, I want to touch on and kind of piggyback, you know, to help grow the sport, engage fans, and, and hopefully engage more fans you know, kind of like the plan moving forward, you know, obviously we're not going to be covering high school games and the high school season, right. For the next nine months, but um, you know, we're hopefully we can get, you know, if, if there's coaches out there, you know, we've had refs on too, but you know, if there's uh, different coaches throughout the state that want to come on and talk about your program and hype up your you know community and whatever, we'd love to have you on, you know, over the next nine months, um, obviously we'll talk about what we're doing. Um, we'll have different staffs on, um, and, you know, cover different topics, you know, kind of get back to what we, you know, did, you know, when we started it, you know, more interviews, um, and then just covering different lacrosse topics as, as we go. And then, um, you know, kind of covering and previewing next season as we go. So, um, you know, I'm kind of excited to start talking hopefully to more coaches as they're, you know, out of the season, and, uh, you know, talk maybe more specific topics week to week. Yeah. Uh, tweet at us, anybody, whether it's you or you know somebody that you'd like to have on the show, right? Let us know, right? That's how we get the best show for you guys is by you telling us what you want, right? If you got somebody in your community or somebody you know of living outside of Minnesota that loves lacrosse that just wants to chat, send us their info. We'd, we'll have them on. We'll get them on. No problem. Also, if you were that person that wrote that review and you're somehow still listening to us, and if you can prove that you were the one that wrote that review, DM my Twitter or DM down the alley Twitter, and I will personally buy you a down the alley t-shirt and send it to you so you can have it as a thanks from us for helping us step up our game. Because I meant me, we all mean it genuinely. You helped us step up our game, right? And there was a little bit of contention between us for a little bit, right? And we probably took it on the chin a little bit hard, right? But still, we do owe you a lot for helping us improve ourselves. So we want to, you know, give one back to you. And I, I, I mean it. I will buy you a T-shirt with my own money. I'll send it to you. It's on me. But you have to prove that you were the one that made that review. If I get DMs from people saying, oh, yeah, it was me, you know, I don't want to hear it unless you can actually prove it. So I don't know how you would do that. All right, but let me know because I got a T-shirt for you coming in the mail. And if you did, don't be a yeah. coward. If you did write that yeah. review, don't be a coward. Keep show it coming. Your, show your face. I show your face. Yeah, no, I, and you know, now that you're talking about it, I think the reason I got so pissed off is it was probably true. Oh yeah, it was true, right? Like yeah. we were we were talking too much about. I don't think we were intentionally doing it, but we were talking about the lacrosse that we watched because the seven people that were listening to us went to like those three or four schools that we watched. <laughs> right? And then somebody that wasn't in that close circle was like, they only talk about those four schools. And I was, you know, why did I have the re reaction that I did is because, you know, what a great coach, right? Great coach tells you the truth, even if it's something you don't want to hear, but it hopefully then makes you see something to say, I need to change something to get a little bit better. And, and, and SP Mac, you know, you guys mentioned like we, we took it hard or I did at least, I don't know if you guys did as much. I was like, we're putting so much time into this free time on a Sunday night, like 
We're not getting paid to do this. And somebody's, you know, bitching that we're not talking about, you know, Andover lacrosse or, you know, I don't want to call them out, but if some, you know, or Northfield lacrosse or whatever, it was just like, all we talk about is, is the Metro team, South Metro teams. And then I'm like, yeah, maybe we do, you know, and they are the best, they were the best teams this year for the most part, but. And there's uh, always going to be 36 bias, you know, we yeah, have, we've got 35 really bias. Well, I thought that was interesting. Cause we, we, t- we like, I know I personally try to shout out a lot of players that aren't 36 guys um, and try to keep that as, as, you know, open and like fair as I can. Uh, Cause I know that like people would catch on to that. Right. If I was just like, Oh, best player in the world is like these, you know, this guy and the second best player is this guy. And it's like, is that true? Maybe in some cases, maybe yes, maybe no. So, um, but you know, just as far as like understanding more about what's happening, um, you know, I think it was true and it was like, yeah, you know, truth hurts, but you know, we wouldn't be where we are now without that criticism and uh and yeah so jp jp will send you a t-shirt um it'll end up being you know he'll expense it so it'll just come back to my desk so uh, <laughs> it's, it's paying for it uh so if that if that feels good to you to know that 36 on, on the 36 dime you're going to be getting a down the alley t-shirt uh, or hat or whatever piece of gear you want from the team store um, wow, he's just opening it up. He's like, "Wow, the sweatshirt's he's, the most expensive." He's just gonna, he's just gonna bury <laughs> JP checkbook here. Yeah, no, it's uh, but yeah. Hey, he said I could expense it. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, that yeah, it's just it's funny how things work out, right? No, I got you. It's that it wouldn't feel right if it wasn't from my own my own bank account. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming down the alley. Thanks for, you know, a great season. Thanks for following along with us. Um, and we look forward. We're in club season mode now and traveling and going to tournaments every week. So, um, you know, hopefully we can continue to bring the energy Sunday nights. I know it's a little harder for me. Um, There's some natural feelings in me. So, uh, you know, from, from the last week, but, you know, we'll continue to bring the energy every Sunday. Yeah. Good run, boys. Absolutely. On to the next we'll see one. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah.